with only eight episodes left in 2021, it's the Dockiverse Podcast. Episode 56, A Hot Tub Full of Eggnog. In this episode, we've got a monster movie review and a three-box problem. And now, let's get on with the show. Hello there, folks. Welcome back to the podcast. It's your host, Doc Cross here, and I hope you've all had a good few days. The weekend was not bad. We enjoyed it. And it's foggy and overcast outside and very cool for this part of California. So today, Sasha and I are not doing a whole hell of a lot. Grace is at work, and all is right with the world. And now, before we get on with the rest of the podcast, it is, of course, time for me to thank my beloved patrons over on Patreon who send in money, keep everything going here, and are actually probably going to pay for my new pair of glasses next week. So, thank you, David. Thank you, Avis. Thank you, Bruce. Thank you, Jame. Thank you, Marion. Thank you, Mark. Thank you, Kevin. And thank you, Peter. You guys are swell, and I hope you all have a good holiday season. So now, folks, we get on to our monster movie review, and this is a strange one. It's not a particularly bad movie. It's just weird, which is good. It's called The Vulture, and it is a 1967 British-Canadian-American horror film directed by Lawrence Huntington and starring Robert Hutton. Akim Tamaroff, Broderick Crawford, and Diane Clare. It was directed, written, and produced by Lawrence Huntington and distributed by Paramount Pictures. The movie runs just 91 minutes, so a little over an hour and a half, and it was released in December of 66. It's, like I say, a strange movie, so I'll give you the synopsis directly from uh, Wikipedia here. One stormy night in Cornwall, schoolteacher Ellen West becomes hysterical when she sees a gigantic bird with a human face fly out of an open grave. Okay, right there, folks, you're setting up for some kind of weird and good scary movie. The grave is that of Francis Real, an 18th century seaman. Real, buried alive with a huge murderous bird he had found in the South Pacific, had sworn vengeance on all descendants of Squire Stroud, the man who ordered his burial. Nevertheless, Brian Stroud, the present squire, is unconcerned by the prophecy of doom. And then you have an American scientist, because that's where the best scientists come from, America, of course, visits Brian's niece, Trudy, and he's troubled to find out that there are mutilated bodies of sheep in the area and what appears to be a vulture's nest. He goes to visit a Professor Koniglich, a scientist friend of Brian's, who believes himself to be a descendant of Rial, and from there on, a lot of weird shit happens in the movie, including getting to see Broderick Crawford carried off by a giant vulture thing with a human face. I distinctly remember seeing this movie late at night on Creature Features with Bob Wilkins hosting the Bay Area version of Creature Features, for those of you who know the difference, and it was a weird and strange kind of movie. And my 
two friends who were with me when we watched it were fascinated by it. We, we all were like, well, you know, that's a strange damn movie, but it was pretty good. So here it is in this section of uh, monster movie reviews, which I called movies that make you go, what the fuck? Because, you know, Vulture with a human head. And you find out a lot more about what's going on as you watch the movie. I won't give it away, but there's science involved and weird shit. So the movie, according to Wikipedia, was based on an original script by uh, the director. And it was sold to producer Jacko Lamont, who managed to get some financing from Paramount, provided that American names were cast in the leads. So they got Broderick Crawford, who was an Academy Award winner. But by then, of course, he was scraping for money because he did this movie. The remainder of the 50,000-pound budget was raised by Britain's Homeric Films and NFCC, along with Canada's IHUD Productions. So this is not a bad movie. It is on YouTube, and I'm sure you can find it in other places on the Internet. So go ahead. Go see it. I think you'll like it or at least find it interesting and strange. And that's our monster movie review for this time around. Now we go on to a three-box problem. And the one I pulled words out for today turns out to be kind of interesting and could make for a very good uh, adventure or two, or even a whole campaign, really. The words are, Rogues worried about mercenaries. Now, this can go a lot of ways. Have the mercenaries been hired to clean out the Thieves' Guild? Are the rogues dealing with the mercenaries and they're worried they're going to get screwed over? Are the mercenaries bad guys who have swept into town under the rule of an evil overlord of some sort or a local government gone bad and the rogues are worried about them clamping down on crime or something like that? Or are the rogues part of the mercenary band and they are getting a little nervous about the sort of battles that their leaders are taking them into because, hey, they're rogues. They're not crazed military guys willing to die for glory. Rogues aren't even willing to die for profit. I believe I would probably run this game with the rogues being concerned about the mercenaries disrupting business because mercenaries come in if they're hired to clean up crime and keep the citizenry on a straight and narrow, that's bad for business. So the rogues are going to be worried. Now, maybe the rogues aren't quite willing to start messing with the mercenaries face-to-face or behind the mercenaries' backs, most likely. So they call in the adventuring party and they say, hey, look, we have access to a lot of money and we will pay you to start dealing with these mercenaries however you can. And then your PCs are kidnapping, killing, brainwashing, blackmailing, who knows, the mercenaries until they're out of town or they're so disrupted that they leave or they get to a level where the rogues can actually kick their asses. That's the idea. It's rogues worried about mercenaries. So go ahead and see what you can do with that in your game. Okay, folks, we are coming to the end of a short episode because this is a Monday. And we are changing things here at the podcast. So future Mondays, I'm not sure what they're going to be like. I haven't firmly settled on things, but I have several ideas. I hope you have a good uh, next few days. I want to thank you for listening. 
And if you have any questions, comments, suggestions, I can be reached on Facebook, where I'm Doc Cross, on WordPress at the Docverse blog, via email at agentroscoe at gmail.com, or if you're listening via Anchor, you can leave me a voicemail, or if you're listening on the Patreon page, you can leave a comment right there, and I'll see it. I'll even get an email about it. If you'd like to support this podcast and the blog, you can go to Patreon at www.patreon.com forward slash dot cross. And you can support this podcast and the blog for as little as $1 a month. But if you want the instant places, that's going to require $3 a month, but it's well worth it because I do an extra sort of mini podcast where I talk about all sorts of extended information. And by the way, even if you pay only a buck a month, you get mini podcasts, you get other stuff I've posted, PDFs, things like that. Finally, if you'd like to sponsor this podcast or advertise on it, oh, thank you, and get in touch with me by any of the methods I just mentioned earlier. Our music was Big Sandy and a Fly Right Boys playing a tune which I cannot find the name for, but I got it off the free music archives. This podcast and everything on it, except the music, is copyright 2021 by Doc Cross. I will see you all next episode.